Lots of news. Let's get the very latest on Omicron and welcome in infectious diseases expert, Dr. Gerald Evans, who joins us once again here on Global News Radio. Dr. Evans, good afternoon. I always appreciate your time. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Good afternoon. Okay, let's start with the Moderna, if we could, because their CEO was out earlier today saying that their vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, likely doesn't work against Omicron. Uh, do we know any more about this uh, when it comes to Moderna? Uh, no, because I, I'm not aware of any data or uh, or evidence that would support uh, making that statement. Um, and I think we have to be very careful when we're talking about a CEO of a company that manufactures a vaccine, uh, you know, looking and already exploring the possibility they're going to develop a, uh, a follow-up vaccine that uses the Omicron uh, genetic uh, map to uh, create a new vaccine. So um, uh, it's possible that they've got some early data from some pseudovirus studies, but certainly it's not a public knowledge. And and at this point, I would say, and I would sort of characterize that statement as probably being quite speculative. All right. And again, we just need to proceed with a caution here. I mean, you were so good with us uh, back last Friday when this uh, news and this information was breaking about this uh, new variant. And obviously there's a lot of unknowns, which creates a lot of panic and a lot of fear. But just uh, everybody, including the drug manufacturers, I guess, need to take a bit of a deep breath. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, a cause for concern, not a cause for panic. And, you know, we've got uh, probably some fairly substantial immunological uh, data that would suggest that the current vaccines are very effective, even against spike um, proteins that have gone under substantial mutation. And that's because your immune system is an amazingly effective and complex system that actually uh, works continuously after you're vaccinated to create an antibody that can link on to that spike protein quite avidly even if there are mutations present. All right, our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau out this afternoon saying that there, quote, may be more Canada needs to do as we are reckoned with this uh, newly discovered uh, variant. And to that end, I want to ask you about a couple of things that several other countries are doing. And let's start in the UK, where Boris Johnson there is advising, or I guess uh, warning uh, residents uh, to kind of cut back on their social gatherings ahead of Christmas. Is, is that good advice? Is that going to do anything to slow down Omicron, do you think? Is it something we should consider? Yeah, I think it's wise advice. I think reducing your social contacts uh, at this point is going to be very useful. As you know, of course, here in Ontario, we're seeing a surge and a rise in cases again. Uh, and we've really got a few weeks before the holiday period hits to try and keep those numbers flattened out and, and uh, perhaps even uh, being reduced as we wait to find out a lot more about Omicron and whether or not uh, it can outcompete Delta or whether it's just competing with Delta. I mean, it doesn't always have to outcompete them, but that's wise advice. And I think it's the kind of general advice I, I give people uh, to try and reduce the risk of, of the potential for transmission. Because as you well know, we're heading uh, tomorrow's December 1st into the holiday season, party season, gatherings, whether it be with friends or family. But it's good advice to maybe rethink those. Or do you think Christmas at all, family gatherings during Christmas, kind of December 25th on, could be in jeopardy if we don't do something now? Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's a great possibility that we may see an even larger rise in cases, which I think would be um, obviously not what we want to see over that holiday period. So I'm kind of, uh, you know, thinking out to 
telling people like, um, yeah, last Christmas wasn't great. We were looking forward to this Christmas, but maybe we need to knuckle under one more time uh, and just keep that socialization down a little bit. Uh, you know, gather with family and friends who you're confident about uh, their health and their ability to be uh, truthful about whether they have symptoms or whether they've had contact. And of course, ideally, it would be great to make sure that um, people are fully vaccinated if there's going to be a gathering. So again, just a, a yet another kind of twist in the pandemic uh, to get us to that uh, place where we want to be, which is somehow exiting out of this, out to the post-pandemic world. Okay, let's move over to the U.S. next. And the CDC today, they are telling U.S. uh, residents, those who are eligible to get a booster shot, get a booster shot immediately. And again, let's look at our experience here in Canada. Is that something that we need to be considering, do you think? Yeah, I think so. And I I alluded to that just a few minutes ago with a comment, you know, um, what we know with boosters, third doses, if you want to call them probably better, is that they really do increase the uh, neutralizing antibodies. That's the, the antibodies that protect you from infection, along with other arms of the immune system. And with that third dose, we get a tremendous lift. Uh, in those uh, neutralizing antibodies that'll help to prevent infection. And that's a good strategy right now as we wait to look for the evidence of whether or not Omicron has some sort of vaccine escape, meaning the vaccines are less effective. And even if they're just less effective, a third dose will probably offer that marginal increase in um, protection uh, that that will really suffice to to work well. And we know from some of the anecdotal reports from South Africa, and even uh, ones now that are coming out of the UK from Scotland, uh, that vaccine Vaccinated people who get Omicron seem to have a very mild course of illness and in some cases even asymptomatic. All right. The uh, World Health Organization also today uh, warning that the global risk from Omicron is, quote, very high, suggesting that the early evidence uh, is that it's more contagious than other variants of concern. Again, is this something that we're just going to uh, have to track and that uh, we just can't rush to judgment that only uh, time is going to tell us uh, just how contagious this truly is? Yeah, I, I think so. That that data is going to be coming out in the next little while. What we've got is some pretty uh, reasonable um, anecdotes from South Africa that when it emerged in certain regions, it tended to begin to dominate um, uh, Delta. But, but the problem in all that is there's a lot of what we call confounding. In other words, there may have been other things at operating at that point, which may have led to that large increase. The Scottish cases, there's nine of them. They're all linked to one single event. And that was obviously an event where precautions weren't being followed. So yeah, we still have to wait to sort of get that good confirmatory evidence about how much more transmissible it is than Delta. And like I said, it may very well be just as competitive as Delta, in which case it's going to be a a duke out between the two variants to see who's going to dominate. All right. Whether it's increasing the eligibility for booster shots or limiting social gatherings heading uh, into Christmas, as I mentioned, Prime Minister Trudeau saying this afternoon, there may be more that Canada needs to do. Is there more than those two options? What else do you think, Dr. Evans, might be or should be on the table here? And does it all depend on uh, numbers and hospitalizations? And we could be looking, uh, I hate to say it, but maybe at another round of potential lockdowns. Yeah, I I don't know if we're going to get to that point. I would see lockdowns only in the setting where we had 
significant vaccine escape so that the Omicron variant uh, wasn't protected. Uh, we were protected as well from uh, with vaccination. If it panned out to be more virulent, again, no evidence of that at the moment. And of course, if it was more transmissible than Delta, we might have to look at imposing some new restrictions. Right now, I think the the real strategies are vaccination, continuing with good public health measures. We know that transmission can be reduced with standard health measures like mask wearing, uh, physical distancing, hand washing, et cetera. So those are all parts of the strategy. Whether or not you know further border controls or whatever are, uh, are in the pipeline, I wouldn't think so. Uh, at this point, we know that Omicron has spread globally. It's now present uh, all over the world on all the, the continents of the, of the planet. And so uh, really, uh, it's a matter of people just making some common sense decisions. And I would be, I guess at this point, maybe offering some advice about um, unless you really have to, I don't think international travel at this point is a good thing until we understand a lot more about this new variant. All right, Dr. Evans, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for coming on this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Jeff. You bet. Dr. Gerald Evans is an infectious diseases expert at Queen's University. And we're back after this on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.